and, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, a podcast where we will enlighten you of all the hidden stuff you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this work since 2005 and have learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. I have a question for you, Kristen. Okay. Um, is there at any time where you got a job and it was based on a connection that you had? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Can you kind of give us a brief example of how that all works? Yeah. So um, when I worked at Limited Brands and I went from one division to a different division, it was because a job opened up and someone I used to work with was at that new place and told them about me and, and told me about the job and thought that I should apply. So. so and that's, that's kind of how it works for the most part, yeah. because I think a lot of people really rely on, well, I guess in many ways of getting a job or maybe just one where they're just looking at job boards and things like that and kind of getting lost in that. But today we're going to talk about how you can use a lot of connections to get you th your next job. Yes, like having actual real relationships, <laughs> not just uh, <laughs> sending your resume blindly into the black hole online. Which we feel for you can give it be very, very sad yeah. <laughs> when you hear nothing. But yes. um, there are ways that you can be more effective and there are ways that um, you could do it that are a little more uplifting because um, some of these involve making new friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe reconnecting with people that you haven't talked to for a while, exactly. which is always fun too. Oh, yeah. So um, when looking for a job, I think a lot of people really kind of hem themselves into, you know, the job boards or you know, again, I always like to take you on a trip to yesteryear when I used to have to look for a job and it was all about the newspaper. You had to wait for the Sunday paper and start circling and calling and sending in resumes and things like that. But there are just so many outlets now to get a job and make connections. Um, I, we, we basically broke it down into a bunch of different ways that you can start doing that. And um, the first thing you do is start making a list of your current connections. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really important to use those connections. Even if you do apply, you know, to a job board or through a posting you see, don't stop there. Mm -hmm, like try to mm -hmm. figure out what kind of connections or relationships you may have with someone inside that company and see if they may, sh you know, highlight your resume to the person who's hiring or give you some insight on the job. Or, you know, you'll just have so much better chance if you can make some sort of connection beyond just submitting. Right. And I think a lot of people also get a little shamed if they don't have a job, be it by a firing, a layoff, um, maybe you're just out of school and you're still looking and it, you know months may pass or whatever. I'm going to be the one to tell you it is completely normal. And the higher up you go, um, the food chain, the smaller the pool is for jobs like that. So it is a, a, a sense of, you know, you have to be really patient with this. But um, in making that list of connections, that includes family, friends, post it on Facebook, I mean, LinkedIn, whatever. Um, don't be um, ashamed of that. It happens to everybody, especially more often now. There's not, no longer those 30-year careers. And if you got fired, then, man, you must have really done something bad. Um, it is you know, as soon as you start telling other people, they start looking for you. So now you have more advocates helping you trying to find a job. Yeah, absolutely. I think advocate is a great word, actually, because if you think about that, you know, I don't think people like the word network. It mm -hmm. sounds so, you know, formal, stiff, handshake cold, yeah. kind of event things that make our skin crawl, at least mine. <laughs> um, but I think like the word advocate is great because it is, you know, family and friends and people, you know, personally, their go to, you know, um, maybe church or other organizations you're involved with. So it could be on the personal level. It's also, you know, your neighbors and 
your coworkers and, you know, all, all sorts of different connections, but they're all advocates for you because they like you and they're friendly right. and are willing to help you. Absolutely. And you just have to think about even how social media works in that, you know, you tell someone and that goes to their network and then their network and their network. It, that's how it spreads. And the more people that are looking for you, they're going to think back, oh, there was that person. Or you might uh, strike a chord with somebody and say, I know somebody who's looking exactly for that job. So you might as well get more help with the people that really know you and trust you. And it, that's always a great place to start. Yeah. I think it's actually interesting you said social media because you think about like, we, I guess we think about things spreading through social media mm-hmm. so easily because you can forward it and share it and whatever. That's just the electronic version of human relationships. Right. Like people have been sharing and spreading things forever. Now we just have a app to do it. But, <laughs> you know, people also talk and tell each yes. other things. It's yes. kind of amazing. Bring it up over <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if absolutely. anybody has hears of anything, here's what I do. And you might have to explain it a couple of times to your mom and dad, because <laughs> I don't think my parents ever really realized what I did. <laughs> um, but, you know, and you might get a couple of misses, too. But at least you have people looking at And that's always very, very helpful. Yeah. Um, the second thing we have on our list is industry groups and events. And that's just basically hanging around with people that are doing what you want to do. Yeah, I think this is great. And I've had several people that, you know, I I connected with through organizations in our industry that said, this is how I got my first job Mm -hmm. because I started coming when I was still in school and I got to know people. And then when I was graduating, I let them know and they hired me because they already knew me and they saw me volunteering. They saw me being involved and I wasn't just another piece of paper showing up on their desk. And and in situations like that, then they have that familiarity with you. And you, you kind of mentioned, um, you know, s- watching your work. So you could be on committees and things like that. And they could see that you're a good worker, you're reliable. And it might even be a good strategy to do even before you're looking for a job. So you're not, you know, trying to prove yourself later. People already know about you and have heard of you. So if a situation came up where you then go up to that connection and you say, you know what, I'm looking for a job now. They're like, oh my gosh, you're so great. I'm going to, I know a couple of people I can help you with, or let me keep that in mind. And uh, if I hear of anything, I'll let you know. So always advantageous. And I mean, if that's the field you want to be in, who better to hang out with? Right. I mean, wouldn't you want to be going to those events anyway? If they're, you know, if you're a creative person, you're going to the local creative industry organizations. Like, isn't that something you would do whether you're looking for a job or not? Right. I mean, you're not forcing yourself to go to things you're not interested in. Exactly. Choose the things that you're interested in. And if it's a career change, start going to those kind of groups, like get to know people in that industry if you're trying to move into something else. But theoretically, you're interested in participating anyway because this is what you want to do with your job and your career. <laughs> it's not torture. Right. And what also happens, too, is um, sometimes when you're, when you're in a job, uh, you know, it you can sometimes lose track of who's all doing what in your community, too. So at events that specialize in your field, you might learn about new companies that are around, um, other companies that are startups, maybe, you know, a situation where like, and I run into this all the time where I'm like, I've never heard of that company and I don't know how that could possibly be because it sounds really cool. Um, so industry events are really, really helpful with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one that's very parallel to that is networking events. And we did use, um, we're using the word networking again, um, but in a very positive way, um, <laughs> mostly because that's where people are. And again, you get to make new friends <laughs> in a networking event. Um, essentially just kind of putting your best foot forward, saying what you do and what you're looking for, and and hope that there's somebody there that can also help you. Yeah, and I think you can really pick and choose which ones you go to. There are 
tons. I mean, there's some every week. So just, you know, choose one that does have interest or that you think the people there will be interesting. Mm -hmm. You don't like, don't torture yourself into going <laughs> to something that you think it sounds dreadful. It will come across anyway, right? Yeah, so, you will not be in a good mood. You know, just choose <laughs> choose the right ones. Like networking events don't have to be painful if you choose ones that have people that are in the right industry for you or that you think will be interesting. I right. think it's fun to get to know new people. I do too. And I usually go in with the attitude is I'm going to go and I'm going to make a few new friends today. And, um, you know, start looking for people that, you know, you kind of horn in on their conversation. Um, people that are being wallflowers, you know, you can just walk over and start your conversation conversation. Um, you can ask people to introduce each other people in the room. Um, it turns into a little bit of a game just to see, you know, who, who can I meet tonight or during the day and, um, who's going to be my, my next, next new friend. Yeah. And actually we've written a couple blog posts about this mm -hmm. that might be worth reading, especially if you're an introvert that like yeah. I am, you know, it probably makes your blood chill when you hear the word networking <laughs> event, but there are some tips and strategies that can help, you know, make it a lot more fun and, and successful. And, you know, one would be to bring a friend, but just don't just hang out with that friend, but bring a friend and then you can introduce, you know, each other to people that you know. And another one I heard recently that I thought was so genius, I tried it last night, is, um, say you're the individual staying there trying to get in a conversation, look for a group of three instead of two and kind of sidle up and join that group because two people often are having like more of a one-on-one -on -one and you feel like you're horning in. But if it's already a group of three, it's already a bigger group. It's already a yeah, conversation. Yeah. Someone isn't talking. Mm -hmm. And so you'll probably start talking to them and then you kind of get incorporated into the group. And I don't know where I read that, but I was like, oh. That is actually really it's good. It's a much tip. more comfortable way to get into a, a little group cluster of people mm -hmm, who are talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that is a really good tip. So you can go ahead and do that as well. But what is is good about networking events too, and you know, being strategic about which ones you select. You know, think of the ones that are about business. Again, where people are flocking that you wish to be involved in. Um, I do like chamber events because that is business people coming to um, talk about business, and they you are typically well connected. Chambers in general are really well connected. So if you can talk to somebody who's actually working at one of the, the chambers, they know all the people in town that you can talk to and things like that and then again just things that are kind of in your industry like mixers and after hours things and stuff like that just to kind of check it out but I am the first one to decide I am bailing this is terrible and I'm never coming back to this one again um, but there are a number of them that I, I keep going back because they are just so well done and the people there are open and friendly and it, it's a fun event yeah I think maybe if you don't get turned off by that term networking mm -hmm. networking event um and maybe just think about like where is a group of people gathering that are talking about things i'm interested in like that's networking really <laughs> right like, like you don't have to feel so formal or put off by it exactly it's just a bunch of people talking in a room and if you just kind of keep it in that perspective um it, it's a lot easier and that's usually how i i go in and it's really nice too if there's a presenter too because that kind of you know people can talk about that later or or things like that yeah, absolutely. Um, so the next thing that we jotted down was vendors and competitors, which is sort of interesting, mm -hmm. you know, that you talk to your competitors. So if whatever kind of business or industry role you're in, you probably have some vendors that you know or you work with. It depends on what you do, obviously. 
But um, in like graphic design, maybe it's your printers or your paper people. Those people know everyone in all the companies mm-hmm. because they're also supplying all, all the all other connected. companies. Yes. And they usually really know what's going on. Like they know the inside, who's coming, who's going, who might have openings. So they're really good people to connect with and often are very interested and open. They're, you know, they're willing to help you and, and it goes both ways. Obviously you'll probably use them whenever mm-hmm. you move into your exactly, new job. So yeah. it's good for everyone. Um, so yeah, really getting to know and tapping into the vendors that you work with. Yeah, well, and uh, I'm assuming they've worked with you too. So they will be able to speak very fondly of you when they are talking to their customers. Mm-hmm. And um, if they drop a name and they're that, that's a good relationship, then they will definitely take a shot at meeting with you. Yeah. Um, competitors are a little more tricky just because you could say, yeah, I used to work for company X, but now I'm looking and see if they kind of take the bait on that. Um, especially if it's, some in a situation where you believe that you can really bring something to their table. Um, if there is, you know, some experience that you had this other company and they need it, um, if they've heard of you, you know, sometimes um, even if it's a competitor, you still could have, you know, still respect them in a way too, where it's like, you know, I, I really hate those guys, but man, if that person ever became available, <laughs> I would totally hire them um, just because they're very good at what they do. So, you know, I, I wouldn't, I, I, it's like I said, it's a little tricky, but it, it could also be very beneficial too. Yeah, I mean, you're not bringing or sharing any confidential information or client secrets or whatever. No one would do that because mm-hmm. we're all good people. That's not what it's about. It's just I have skills that are obviously relevant to you because mm-hmm. we're in a similar industry and you know we work on we do the same kinds of work and that's really what you're bringing to the table. Absolutely. You're not bringing you know the secret squirrel client list. That's that's not what they're <laughs> right. hiring you for. They're hiring you for relevant skills. Yeah. And if, honestly, if that's all they want out of you, then you're not going to last there yeah. very long anyway. Um, we also did include in recruiters, and not, that's not just because that's one of our favorite things, but <laughs> um, but they can be helpful too. This is also a case of where you're just getting more people to talk about you. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do, right? <laughs> like they are all day looking for people that fit with the jobs they're working on for their clients and they're very connected in to the industry to businesses to you know different departments what's going on a lot like the vendors they work with a lot of different businesses they see stuff from the inside sometimes they know confidential information not that they will necessarily share it with you but they may know someone's going to be hiring and reach out to you and you wouldn't know that because it's not public knowledge so they're pretty embedded and woven into what's going on in, in the companies and industries that they serve. And, and make sure, though, if you do go down this route, that you get a really good fit. Um, you know, for example, Portfolio Creative does do specifically creative staffing. So that is our specialty, and that's pretty much the only people we want to work with because we believe we can make a great fit there. But there are other companies that are like that, like accounting staffing firms, nursing staffing firms. There are some that are, are more general. But regardless of which one you choose, um, just really make sure that you're getting the respect you deserve. You're getting responses. Um, it feels very comfortable. Um, and if not, you go, you go somewhere else. There's plenty of them out there. Yeah, exactly. Find the one that serves the niche that you're in, you know, that that's an expert. And you can ask them what, um, what kind of clients they work with. They may not be able to name names depending on confidentiality, but they can tell you the type of businesses they work with. We'll make sure those are the kind that you're wanting a job with, you know, if not, it's not a good fit. So um, just making sure you're choosing the right one, like you said. And also too, um, always be very forthcoming with recruiters too, because there are many cases where if you are involved with two or three, which, you know, I think is totally fine, 
But if you are, um, if one is submitting you for a job, make sure it's clear to the other ones that you have already been submitted for that job. Or at least let them know up front that you are working with other companies so they have an understanding. I mean, it it's the game that is played every day with recruiters, so we try to get in there first, but it's, it just makes it so much smoother, and you look a lot better if you are very forthcoming with that information. Yeah, and also be forthcoming on, you know, what's going on with you, what what you're really looking for and not, what kind of companies you want to work for, or if you have an issue, if you had a problem in your past or whatever. These are the people who are actually trying to help you, so they don't need to share that with the client, mm-hmm. but they need to know so that they're making the right connection, the right fit. They're putting you into the right kind of company that's going to be a fit for you. So it's not therapy, so you don't have to share <laughs> all your deepest, darkest secrets. But if you have you know, barriers or concerns, these are the people to share them with, at least on a confidential level, so that they can help you end up in the right place. Right, and also uh, coach you sometimes, too, in an interview if you have like a... a blank spot on your resume because you couldn't work or if there's some other circumstances um, they can help coach you to how do you um, address that if that comes up in an interview so it ultimately could be more successful for everyone yeah absolutely so job boards we talked about at the beginning (laughs) job boards not your only destination (laughs) but it is an option it is an option and there's um there's some level of connection through that, too, because you may apply to a job on a job board, but then take that to the next level. Look up or think about who you know, who is connected and, you know, turn it into more of a connection and a network and find an advocate. Don't just apply through the job. Right. Board. And you the could job s- board just tells you they have a job. Right. <laughs> but if you're looking and you're like, what company X is, has a job? I know exactly who I can call. Definitely go that route. They may send you back in to fill out the form and things like that, or maybe do that first and then call your person. Um, but yeah, I'll use all the tools all the time. Yeah. I mean, follow the rules if they, like you said, want you to submit online, like do that, you know, follow their instructions, but then take it to that next level and let your friend know like, Hey, I just submitted my resume for this. It sounds really interesting. Do you know anything more about the job? Do you know the hiring manager? You know, you can get a lot more insight than the bullet points on a job description. Exactly. And, and also, I would recommend you know, being really specific again on what you're looking for because you can get in, in really deep with job boards because there is a lot of jobs out there. You want to make sure that you're applying for the right ones and not, you know, falling into black holes along the way. Yeah, very much. So alumni groups are a really interesting and great place to make connections. And I, I would call alumni groups you know, for schools, of course, but Mm -hmm. I would also put in there, um, maybe if you were in like sorority fraternity, any clubs in school, even your previous employers, you know, whether some company, it's actually a formal, you know, and alumni groups from people who used to work at their company and others, it's just sort of informal, but you know, we know a bunch of people who used to work at L Brands, right? <laughs> like you're sort of this informal alumni. So alumni of whatever it is you've done in the past is sort of what I think of it. I, of course, you know, it could be your college or university as well. But tapping into that, a lot of the schools or um, organizations will have really formal alumni groups. They can connect you with alumni in certain companies. Maybe you don't know that person yet, 
but they, you know, went to your school and they work for this mm-hmm. company you want to apply for, the alumni group can help you make that connection. And there's nothing better than already starting off the bat with something that you're both that you both have in common. So it's like, oh, you're a graduate of that or that university. I do too, you know. So I mean, that you know, that's how it all works. You know, just when again, when you're out talking to people, just even in a casual conversation, I mean, all of this is just the same thing. Um, you're just having conversations. You're trying to find, you know, things where you are, you know, uh, on the same page on, and you know, you can pepper in a little small talk, and next thing you know, you have a new friend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I mean, a lot of it comes back to that who you know, and whether that sounds, you know, whether it's fair or not, it's realistic. Mm-hmm. Even if a couple people apply to the job through the job board, if you know someone or you have a connection to them, they often do rise higher on your list Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean the other people don't get consideration but if someone sends me a resume says this person is amazing and I think they'd be a fit for your job I'm probably at least going to have a phone call with them versus I get a bunch of resumes I have to filter through and decide if they seem like a fit on paper that's a lot harder decision to make and so um you know it's just tapping into who you know you know the connections that you have if you're a good person, nice, hardworking, all those things that people love, people will advocate for you. Absolutely. And also, too, if you are meeting with people and they do love you and they are a big advocate for you, always, always, always ask them who else you should meet with. Um, Across the board, there's a a woman that I met with recently and she has met through doing that process about 87 people. She's still looking for a job. But you know what? She's got 87 people now helping her look for a job other than herself. So while it, it can seem this entire process might seem a little tedious, you know, it, it, it kind of rolls into our, our last point, which is you have to keep doing all of these and make your job to be finding a job. Yeah. And I think what you said is really interesting where, you know, you may make lots of connections with people who don't have a job for you. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the point of you reaching out to them. Actually, they may be, you know, work in a company where you're applying or whatever, but a lot of it is just reaching out and saying, Hey, here, you know, I'm looking, here's what I'm looking for. Do you know of anyone? Is there anybody you think I should talk to? Like, Mm -hmm. who else should I know that, you know, depending on who they are and and what experience they have, would you sit down and have coffee with me? Give me some advice, maybe look at my resume. You know, you're, you're asking all sorts of other things from them other than, will you give me a job? You're asking them for a bunch of things that will help you get there. Yes, yes. And I and I think when it's framed like that, people are definitely more willing to help. Um, so, yeah, always make it a little bit about them, a little bit about you. And if not you that has a job, do you know somebody who could? Um, and that, that just keep and just follow up with all of these things, because regardless, it's still, as we refer to in sales as a warm call and you're more than likely to meet with somebody if someone that you know has said, could you meet with this person? Yeah, and I, I want to emphasize something you said, which is reciprocating. Mm-hmm. So don't don't just be a taker, be a giver. <laughs> you know, I mean, yes, people are very willing to help and be nice. And so what can you do for them? And and sometimes just ask them, what, what can I do for you? Or how could I help you? Or is there something, you know, someone I know you want to connect with? Right. Like if you give back, and sometimes, you know, a lot of times you give first, like lots of times I help people first because I meet them. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know somebody you should know. Mm-hmm. And I just connect them. And then like a year later, they send me a candidate or whatever, you know, they remember that. And I don't do it for the payback. I just do it because I can help them. But it, it's good karma. Absolutely. You know, it all comes back around. So if someone helps you, try to help them. Or 
if you meet someone they can't help you right now, maybe you can help them and then, you know, at some point they can help you. It, it it's all a, you know, nice circle. Exactly. And, and as long as it keeps just and just keep it rolling too. It's a nice circle that you can keep rolling. Um so kind of recap what we've all discussed because it it is a lot, but again, if you um make it your job to find a job, this will surprisingly take up a lot of your time. Mm-hmm. Um we have other podcasts where we talk about how to get that resume ready and things like that. So when you are sliding it across the table with some of these people or submitting it to job boards, it is in the best shape possible. But um, my expectation of you after this podcast is for you to make a list of all those connections and just get out there and start shaking hands, meeting people and looking to see what's out there. Yeah. And this can be really helpful if you're um, especially if you're looking and you're not currently working. I mean, if nothing else, it gets you out and talking to other people like you cannot just sit in your house or at the library or wherever you are submitting things to job boards all day long. <laughs> like, you know, That's you a bit <laughs> depressing. <laughs> that is very <laughs> sad. And it is going to be very hard to get where you want to be doing that. So, you know, making a point every day or two that you have an appointment with somebody, you have a meeting with somebody or a call or whatever, you're getting out and actually talking to people, you're going to an event. It will do be good for your morale too. I it may not sound yes. fun until, yes. <laughs> you know, you don't want to get in the car and, and get there, but it is really good for your psyche, frankly, to get out and connect. And, and know ahead of time it is going to take some time. You know, don't start getting down on yourself. It's like, you know, I've met with 87 people and I still don't have a job. The person I met with was freaking fantastic. Um, but she needs to find the right fit and she does need to have all these people help her find it because it's, it's a pretty unique role that she wants to go for. Um, so cut yourself that slack and don't think it's it's you that's the problem. You know, it's kind of the job marker sometimes It's and it's timing. It's always timing. Yeah. Get out there and talk to people. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you'd like to hear about, please send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. Please subscribe to our podcast and join us next time for more creative tips. (laughs) 